Hey, Tracy. Hey, Kim. Hey, welcome back to Still Fab, guys. What are we going to talk about today? Well, we're going to talk about moving on from past hurt. What do you think about that? Huh. We've all been through some type of pain, some type of hurt, um, whether it be from a friend to uh, your parents, some trauma growing up. So uh, we can talk about any of that because I've been through it all. What about you? Well, I think at some point in our lives, it's safe to say at this point in our lives, we have all experienced some type of unresolved hurt and I think that is some of us, we, we can't let go of that hurt. Some of us, we can move past it and some can't. So today, that's why we want to talk about moving on from past hurt. Some people get stuck there. And I think to understand it, we got to understand who it is that can put that, much, that level of hurt on us where it gets, um, it causes so much pain and toxicity. And I think those people are the people who are closest to us, like family or friends or um, our bosses or, you know, uh, our jobs. Those are some of the people and things that can cause us the most pain. So today what we're trying to do is look for closure in these situations. Uh, we want to talk about some of those pains, too, as we move and I think that um, people are capable of hurting us um, because we have our guards down. I'm speaking of like current friendships and relationships and um, work employees and people on your teams and all of that. People that are around you that you kind of let your guards down with, even family. So I think that's why it's, it's difficult or you're shocked when you when they do something to kind of cross you. But mm -hmm. I probably, one of the things that I always reflect on for me that I didn't even realize that I was in a lot of pain with was with the relationship that I had with my father. Oh. I didn't, I really didn't have a relationship with him. I knew who he was. Um, I didn't see or meet him until I think I was about six or seven. And he really wasn't present on and off, on and off. He never really did anything to me, for me. And I did not realize how much pain I was in about that until I watched my husband raise his children. I mm. did not know what I was missing until I saw it. Okay. And that made me angry and hurt because how do you not want to see your child's first steps, your child smiling and happy and taking care of that child and making sure that they are provided for and that they're balanced mentally because a father does bring a lot to the element of raising children. And I did not get that because I did not really see that. Mm -hmm. But when I start watching your husband, my husband, they bring a lot to the table. And shout out to all the single, single uh, mothers who raise their children alone. That's okay. a huge burden. Yes. But I, I always thought, because I know I knew where he was at all times, 
But I was just so angry and frustrated with him that I never really wanted a relationship with him because I resented that he was not there. But what what I learned, I always thought I had time to talk to him and ask him. I wanted to ask him so many questions. Why did you do that? Why did you not? Why weren't you there? Why didn't you try to help? Why didn't you come see me? A lot of different things that most children who don't have a a parent, they would want to know. But before I got to ask him any of those questions, he passed away. He died suddenly. And I did not know that it was going to devastate me the way that it did. And it really did. It was just knowing that the person that brought me helped to bring me in this world was no longer here. He never protected me. He never did anything. It was very, very, very strange. But then I started going through, he caused me all this pain and I can't do anything about it because I had a speech just waiting and ready for him. Honey, I was going to let him have it. Okay, so you're moving on to after his death. And I kind of know a little bit about this story because you've shared it with me. But would you say that you were holding on to hurt where you hurt before he died? And I do know that while he was living, you had an opportunity to talk to him. Do you think that you were still holding that grudge during that time? Yeah, that's what I was saying. I was still angry with him when he was alive, because I thought that I would have at some point resolution. I thought that I would get a chance to resolve the issue and everything would be okay. And that my mother is in great shape and great health. So Mm -hmm. I'm comparing everyone to how my mom is, but everyone is not like that in great health. And because I had not seen him, I just assumed that he was doing just as well as my mom was. So, so I had this whole speech that I was ready to let him have it. And I was going to ask him, how dare he? And da, 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 da. And I was so angry and I couldn't wait to sock it to him. And then (laughs) when I found out that he passed away, what, what, I didn't know what to do with all of that anger, all of that holding a grudge and all of that resentment and, and just being pissed off at him, what do I do with it now? I, I had to figure out what to do with it. And I had to realize that I had to make peace with myself. He wasn't there, maybe because God didn't want him there. Mm-hmm. Maybe I would be a different person if he were to be in my life. If he was in my life, I might not be the Karen that I am today. And that might not be a good thing. He could have um, caused some trauma because I heard some not so great stories about him, if you want to be honest. So my life could have maybe possibly turned out differently. So Mm. we all know that God is in control. But I had to come to a point and realize for myself that I was not going to get resolution. Um, And (laughs) it was I couldn't get an apology. There's no apology to be given because he's no longer here. Mm-hmm. So I had to let that anger go and just look at him. He brought me in this world and just chalk it up, not as a loss, but 
I was thankful that he played a part of bringing me in this world and I had to just let it go and focus mm-hmm. on my mom who is here, who did raise me, who did, you know, pour the best she could into me and she did a good job. Mm. Karen, but what did you do with the hurt? You know, um, I understand what you're saying, but the hurt is still there and that's what you want to move past because what did you, in that, what did you do with the hurt? There is no more hurt. I had Don't to let it go okay. because the pain who is gone. I mean, I wanted to be mean and hateful to my father to show him how angry I was, mm-hmm. but there, I can't show him anymore. So, I mean, I'm just walking in circles for no reason. My speech that I have rehearsed, it's over. It's out of my mind. I can't, mm-hmm. I can't, there's nothing else I can do. I have to be okay with finding resolve within myself and knowing that he was not supposed to be there or he would have been there. Mm-hmm. I had to resolve to and understand that there will be no apology given. Mm-hmm. He can't apologize. He's not here. And I also had to realize that what was he going to say? Yes, I was a terrible person, father. He was going to come up with some lie because that's what he did and say that my mom kept me from him and all of this stuff, all of this foolishness, mm-hmm. which I knew was a lie. So why was I even looking for him to to tell me something that I knew that he wasn't capable of giving me? Mm. And that was the truth. That's good, Karen. So, you know, he had passed away and a lot of people have to deal with their uh, past hurts, unfortunately, during the time of that loved one's demise or passing. I know I've gone through that too in some relationships, you know, um, parental relationships that um, I've always looked for um, an apology or something, an explanation and when they pass away, that hurt feeling that comes that you ne- might not ever, you know, not might not, you're never going to get that apology, what you were seeking out. And I did have to come to some resolve about that. But there are people who are holding on to past hurt right now for people who are still living. And so I want to kind of address those cases too, as well, because you can live in that situation for a long time. Like you was living in that when your father was alive. And a lot of times we think that's hurting the person when we have that anger toward them, you know? And that's why I asked you, what do you do with the hurt? You can't do anything with it. And I guess to move past it, you got to address it. Because while we're in the hurt, we're in a blame situation. We're blaming that other person, what they did to us, um, even that you didn't get an apology. And then I think you have to deal with the emotions, you know, at that point, because if I could help someone to not spend years in that place, because you can spend years in a place of unforgiveness, and that's really not doing anything but making you relive that situation over and over and over again. I even heard you in your speech say, you know, you thought about it and why he didn't do this and this certain time of your life and that certain time of your life. And you are reliving it over and over again while you're feeling that hurt. So I think it's very important 
that we deal with it and we uh, begin to move from it. I think to start that, we have to nurse our grievances. You know, we have to wonder why are we holding on to the past hurt? Um, I have, you know, friends that I felt like hurt me. And I, I stood there for a long time. And, but me, I'm a, I'm a type of forgiving person in my spiritual walk. I know that we have to forgive because God has forgiven. But sometimes, you know, Karen, we can be masters of saying, what's that saying? I'll forgive you, but I won't forget. Yeah. So, so while you're talking about friends that hurt you, what type of things, uh, why do you think that they were capable of hurting you? Uh, what type of hurt was it? And how did you move forward? I think it's what you said in the beginning. What did you say? They have, um, um, they have the capability of hurting you. You said something in the beginning. What was that you said that we open mm -hmm. ourselves up to that? Yeah, you put your guards down around people that you love and care about and think that they're your friends. We put our guards down um, around our, our friends and our loved ones because we're in a protected space. That's right. Mm -hmm. And we become vulnerable. And I think that's why those type of people, the people closest to us can hurt us the most because we become vulnerable and we become trusting to them. And so when they hurt us, I think it's just like, it, 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 it's such a pain. Um, like, how could this person do this to you? And then you, you put yourself in a victim role. I think to move past that, you got to um, take accountability too, as well. You know, well, there's two people in that. Well, yeah, for me, um, I can share a story um, that happened to me uh, in 2013. Of course, you know that I went through a traumatic time in my life uh, uh -huh. with, with breast cancer, which was very traumatic. And at that time, in 2013, I really didn't know anyone personally who had survived it. Really closed mouth about sharing that. Hey, it was difficult for me to talk about and speak about uh, because I didn't want to keep repeating myself. And as I stated before, it was very traumatic for me. So people who were really, really close, like you, uh, my husband and my sisters, my mom, um, maybe one or two people more, other than that, two or three other people mm -hmm. uh, knew. I didn't want to keep talking about it. And if you haven't gone through it, it's very difficult to explain. And it's not because you don't love somebody. It's just that it was a huge burden to carry. And you have to um, talk to yourself. And there's no pain like mourning your own self. Mm -hmm. So I had to get past that and go through, you know, there's a ton of things that you go through when you're diagnosed with breast cancer. Right. So I decided that I wasn't going to tell everybody just a, a, a few. And as I got better, I would start to share it. So okay. I, I had a really close friend um, that I hadn't told, but I planned on telling her. So the day after my surgery, I gave her a phone call and say, hey, um, you haven't heard from me in a few weeks because, you know, I just got, I had breast cancer and I just came out of surgery and I wanted you to be one of the first people that knew after surgery. 
because she had lost someone to breast cancer and that energy, I just didn't want it around. I didn't want to keep answering questions and the comparisons because that's what people do. Are you getting a mastectomy with my friend or, you know, you just don't want to hear a lot of that. And the first thing she said to me is, oh, and you're just now telling me. Oh, no, Karen. She made it about herself. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, this is the first time that I'm capable of really talking about it. And I'm, you know, I just had this surgery and I am letting you know, I mean, it's not over. And I I was looking for support from her, Mm -hmm. but she was so nasty and we ended up getting off the phone. I wasn't angry, but I knew that that was going to be the last time that I spoke to her. Because if you can kick me and abandon me and make it about yourself as my friend, then we're not friends and you are no longer in my, my circle. She never called me again since 2013. Not one phone call. How you doing? Are you doing okay? Are you sick? You need me to bring you anything? Never heard from her again. And Mm. I was so, I don't know. I think I was more hurt with myself because Mm -hmm. why didn't I see her for who she was years ago? Mm -hmm. So I'm so sorry. Go ahead. I was mad that I had put my guards down to even let her know. And that was one of the reasons that I didn't want to share because sometimes she would be negative and I could not have that negative energy, but I wasn't angry with her. I was angry at myself because why didn't I see those things in her character and cut her a long time ago? Mm-hmm. I could have cut her. That's what I was trying to get to. We begin to get angry with ourselves when we become so open and vulnerable, but there's no way you can um, stop that because that's what friendships are. Friendships are supposed to be safe places where you can be vulnerable, where you can share, where you can go for comfort, where you can go for that, what you need when you're going through. And when that person don't give that to you or where you feel a level of betrayal, that's what opened up the doors to that, that, that issue, that person. And that's what makes it so hard. And I think that's why we harbor that um, unresolved hurt and we keep playing it over. Now, how long ago has that been since you talked to her? 2013. So you haven't had any type of communication, not on social media? None. None. No liking of the pictures. And as a matter of fact, I probably need to delete her. I know I'm being um, petty.com. But what is the point? I'm sure she lurks on my page. I'm sure she does. But um, no, no communication, no nothing. Mm -hmm. So you mean to tell me you care so much about me that you're so angry that I had breast cancer and you didn't tell me. So Mm -hmm. we're not friends anymore. Just go and die. She care less. And so you, I think you moved past that hurt that she did that. I did. I did only because I understood. Um, I can't be, I was thinking about Lot's wife and past. If I can't get past the past, I can't move for the future. Mm-hmm. And what's so strange about that, every time I lose a friend or somebody that I think is uh, part of my circle, and if they do something, always replaces them with somebody better. 
I noticed uh-huh. that he gives you what you need. And mm-hmm. I no, no, no longer needed her because that relationship didn't do anything for me anyway. I was yeah. holding on because we had known each other for so long, but mm-hmm. we, we really didn't have anything else in common. I evolved and I'm not sure if she did or has, I'm not sure, but I went on to have children and, and get married and we just, mm-hmm. it just wasn't the same. I was holding on because you know how loyal I am, Tracy. Mm-hmm. So if you're in my circle, you're in my circle, but you also know once I cut you, you're done. Well, I think that comes with maturity. I think that comes with age. You know, when we're young, we hold all these people in our lives because it's comfortable and it's familiar. But at at a certain age, you realize that it's time to move on. It doesn't say that I hate you. I wish bad on you or anything. I think it just says, you know, you no longer, I don't know, I guess not even you. It could be me that we are not no longer in the relationship that I thought the relationship was. And that's unfortunate. But you know what, when you said, when I asked you if you had actually moved on from it and you said you did, you did the first step. That's the first step. You have to make a decision to let go. And you've done that. You said she no longer served in the in the capacity of a friend. So you all nope. just talk anymore. So. I think that that is the first step. You have to make a decision to let go. Be it your father, your mother, your friend, your the situation, your job. When that hurt occurred, to heal past that, if you don't want to stay there, you have to acknowledge it. And it's not to say that your 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 hurt is invalid. It, it's it's right, very right. Mm-hmm. so on both sides. You know, only you know what hurt. But so that's not to say that, but you have to make a decision, a conscious decision to let go of the hurt. And then I think you have to express the pain and your responsibility. A lot of time when we hurt, we think we had no responsibility in that. And sometimes maybe we don't, but you always got to find a little something and say, maybe I could have did this in this situation. I do that. I don't know if everybody do that, but I want to say I'm, I'm kind of mature. I'm, I've kind of grown a little bit where I can look back at things that really hurt me. And I say, okay, self, what part did you play in this? If I'm being honest with myself, because if you're not ter- talking to that person, that person can't tell you, um, you know, what you did or whatever. And, you know, and even sometimes, even if you don't think you paid or paid a responsibility, I think you still have to say, okay, this hurt me because of this. And then you have to stop being the victim because you have put yourself as a victim in a victim place by saying, oh, they hurt me. They did this to me. And you're doing it over and over and over again and replaying it. And you just keep opening that wound. And that's not good because if you got an open wound, you're not happy. You don't have no peace. You don't have any joy. And you're not you're not bringing joy around the, the, the environment that you're in because everybody can see that hurt in you, that unresolved hurt that's in you. And the big thing, Karen, is you have to start focusing on the present and the joy that's in the present. Now, the one thing that I I disagree with, I heard where you said the victim, I never portray myself as the victim. Um, Mm -hmm. And I do take accountability of any action. I've always been capable of being 
the bigger person and apologizing to people. But there mm -hmm. are always signs. People show you who they are. We just Thank have you. to believe them. Mm -hmm. And this didn't just pop out of the sky. When I thought back, there were other little subtle things that were disrespectful. Mm -hmm. But I just took it. Because, again, this was my friend and I wanted to be supportive of her and I just let it go. But mm -hmm. when when that relationship was over, I didn't even think about what I could have done, what I should have, could have, because mm -hmm. I knew that I was in the right. And that wow. was OK with me. I can walk away because I know I had there was no harm, no foul on my end because I had to focus on my health. I could not be anybody's victim. I was going to be the victor. And the only way I can do that is release and get rid of all negativity for me to win. And she mm -hmm. was part of the negativity. So she had to go. And I, I never, even thought, I never, you know, even thought twice. And it was like maybe a year later when I even realized I'm like, man, I haven't even talked to her. She never called again. I was so into making sure that I was healthy so I can be around my family and live that I didn't even think, I didn't even open the door of thinking about what I could have, should have done in that time of a crisis. That was right. all on her. And guess what? Don't even, I'm not angry with her. I don't even see her post on Facebook. I don't know if she does or not, but clearly she has some issues and well, hopefully she's grown. I, I truly understand that. But when I say the victim, I'm speaking in people who are unresolved. Your issue had yeah, been. Yeah. Mine is resolved. Yeah. yeah but but so for I'm the people who have the unresolved issue, sometimes my advice to them would be sometimes you're not going to get an apology. That's right. You, you're just not. And even if you try to explain it to them and they're not going to get it because some people are on a lot of us are on different levels. Mm -hmm. I know that I had so many aha moments in the last five to seven years to eight years. I have grown so much mentally and I, I've looked in the mirror to see what, what did you do wrong? Did you do anything wrong? Kind of like what mm -hmm. you just said. So if I, if I've done something to somebody, I don't have any problems. It, it's funny because I just talked to um, an old classmate in college at EWC in Jacksonville, Florida, I had not seen or spoken to this girl in about 35 years, 30, over 35 years. And she said that I hurt feelings and said something mean to her 35 years ago. Now, for me, I'm not going to remember that. But however, she did. And she, yeah, was, she was adamant really about it. And guess what I did, Tracy? I apologized to her. I said, if I hurt you and you are still carrying that pain, please forgive me. Because I'm not even the same person. I was 18, 19 years old. I'm 55. So if I said right. something and, and I was hurt or, or you did something and made me mad and I said something because, you know, I had a really quick temper back mm -hmm. then. It's a lot better now. And I, I didn't want try to be malicious because there are some people in this world that are evil and malicious 
I never think that I was that, but I apologized to her and she accepted and I felt good because I said, please forgive me. If I hurt you in any kind of way and you've kept that for this long, then I am so sorry. How can I make it up? Can I make it up to you? And she and just kind of laughed and said, I forgive you. And that's that was that. But I'm capable of doing that. But I'm learning that a lot of people are not capable of apologizing. That's right. And But that's the key. That's what I was just talking about earlier. Um, that comes with maturity. It comes with maturity to be able to say, what was my part in it? Sometimes you don't even care what your part was in it. You just apologize like you did. And that can go a long way. Now, that was her healing. And back to the victim, she had made herself the victim all those years. She made herself the victim in that of relationship saying something you did that you never even thought about. Right. You never thought about that. And that's how people are that we hold resentments to. They, they're like, they don't care. So nope. you're the prison in your own hurts. People don't care. That's why it's very important to move past the past hurts because you're there by yourself and you're the only one that's being punished. You put yourself in the personal jail. Yes, and I, swimming, swimming in all that pity, anger, resentment. You just swimming in that pool by yourself. They over there in the water pool laughing and joking, and you just over there just stroking mad. You <laughs> 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 over there, look at her over there, low down yeah. dog, the dummy rump, and then the other person is not even thinking about you. They over there oh. laughing and flipping and twisting in the water, but yet we do our strokes in the. In, in, backstrokes of anger um, mm -hmm. and and all of that anger and let me tell you guys something this I know for sure all of that pent up hurt that you have you store that stuff in your body Come on. I'm stress and you don't realize it and I start realizing when I let stuff go when I start unpacking stuff I start feeling lighter yeah I start having uh, more peace and if you want to get to peace, you got to get rid of the pain. So, ladies, fast, forgive yourself on the part that you have done. Do not allow people to continue to hurt you. If you're in a relationship that's causing hurt, you got to walk away. You got anything? How, do, how are we going to close this? We're going to close it with the truth. We're going to forgive others and we're going to forgive ourselves and we're not going to live in that. Okay. That sounds good to me. Thank you guys for listening. Um, follow us on our Still Fab um, Facebook page and Still Fab podcast on Instagram. Stay tuned for the next Still Fab and have a great day and night. Bye.